Victoria Owens arrived home from work, exhausted. Her husband Todd was still working, but her young daughter, Brooke, was there. It was just past six on a Wednesday evening, and after Victoria made dinner, she needed to plan for Brooke's upcoming birthday. Brooke would turn 11 in one week. A month after that, Victoria herself would turn 43. The baffling, expeditious passage of time stunned her. She parked her silver Toyota Corolla under the shade of their elm tree's sprawling branches. The garage door was closed, with most of its space dedicated to the 1979 Pontiac Firebird that Todd had been tinkering with for years. Car idling, she sat and listened to the tail end of a news report about the discovery of a missing woman in the lake off Interstate 95. Apparently, she had been strangled. The victim's name was Susan Shields. She was a wife and a mother of three, who had met an inexplicably tragic end. The suspect, they said, was still at large. Victoria switched off the ignition and stepped out, to see that most of the lights in their house were on. Brooke had a habit of doing that, no matter how many times she had been told not to. They lived in a quaint three-bedroom home with an arched roof and red chimney. Its blue-bordered windows and beige siding looked as fresh as the day they'd had the house painted. Their home was everything she could have hoped for, the cool breeze ushered her over the stone walkway, leading to the front porch with its white pillars atop a wooden railing. She sighed at the sight of their front door propped open behind the screen, another thing to scold Brooke about, and went inside. Brooke, I told you before to keep this door locked and closed when we're not home. She leaned against the wall of the foyer and slipped off her sandals, massaging each foot, she then noticed that the windows in the adjacent living room were open as well. Brooke? She continued, looking around. Not a sound came from the nearby dining room or kitchen. From the foyer, she looked to her left down the bedroom hallway and heard Brooke's door open as light shined down the hall. What? Brooke asked as she emerged from the hall with her iPod earbuds on. She then took them off the moment she saw her mother's stern look. I told you to keep the doors and windows locked when your father or I aren't home. What's wrong with you? Brooke paused and looked around the house, tossing her head and setting in motion her dirty blonde hair, which was pulled back into a ponytail. What's the big deal? It's nice out. Victoria gripped Brooke by her shoulder, staring at her. It's not safe, okay? If I come home to this one more time, you'll be spending your afternoons doing chores at Mrs. Mackenzie's house across the street. I'll be good, Brooke said, recoiling. Now go do your homework if you haven't already, then you can help me with dinner. Brooke looked up with saddened curiosity. Did you have a bad day or something? Victoria hesitated and then pulled Brooke closer for a hug. I'm sorry. How was school? It was okay, Brooke said, hugging her back. I'm thinking of joining the track team. Really? Victoria said, impressed. That'd be great. I know how much you love to run. 
is tomorrow at three. Katie's going to, Brooke continued. Sounds good, Victoria said, pausing as Brooke walked away. Homework, young lady? Yes, ma'am, Brooke said from the hall. I checked the mail earlier. It's on the table. Victoria entered the kitchen and set her purse down next to the mail on the table. She pulled a chair out and sat with a relieved sigh. As a project analyst for LTD Technologies, she spent most of her day on her feet, running between her office and the production floor, where they were testing a new line of optical lenses her team was responsible for. Fortunately, there hadn't been any deficiencies discovered. Yet. She was exhausted, but also knew that she had to get dinner started. The sooner the better.